Welcome to Words to Encourage, the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church of Grove City, Ohio. Everyone needs encouragement. We all need to be uplifted. With today's encouragement, here's our pastor, Stan Slater. Welcome to Words to Encourage. This is the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church. We're located in Grove City, Ohio. That's right on the southwest side of Columbus. I'm Brother Slayball, and a good Tuesday to you. Hope you're having a great day today, and uh, we're trying to get spring underway here. Won't be long. Uh, I think it's March 21st, didn't it? First official day of spring, and uh, we're we're endeavoring to get there, but it's uh, been a good month so far, and I hope you're having a good month and a good day today. And listen, I want to talk to you a little bit today from 2 Chronicles 34. If your Bible's nearby, uh, just take a look there with me if you can. 2 Chronicles 34, I'll start reading in verse 1 about Josiah. It says, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. And they break down the altars of Balaam in his presence. And the images that were on high above them, he cut down. And the groves and the carved images and the molten images, he break in pieces and made dust of them and strode it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon their altars, and he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so did he in the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim and Simeon, even unto Naphtali, with their mattocks round about. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves, and had beaten the graven images into powder, and cut down all the idols throughout the land of Israel, he returned to Jerusalem. And we'll stop there for now, though the whole chapter is tell, talks about what he does. I'll bring you up to date here a little bit here. Israel's been in an evil, wicked, idolatrous state for 57 years. The last good king was a fellow named Hezekiah. Then his son Manasseh reigned for 55 years. And then his son took over and was murdered. And so his son Josiah began to reign in his stead. And Josiah was only eight years old. But at eight years old... He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And at 16 years of age, he began to seek after the God of David, his father. Don't tell me you can't serve God when you're young. Don't tell me you can't have a passion and a heart for God when you're young. Oh, my friend, a great mistake is made when we think, oh, they, they don't have to do anything for God till they get older. No, serve God with your youth. It was through this young king, Josiah, that revival began in Israel. And all it takes for revival is one person. R.A. Torrey, who succeeded D.L. Moody and worked with Moody for years, he always gave his formula for revival. He said, get a piece of chalk and draw a circle on the floor. And then say, God, start a revival inside this circle. And then he said, you stand in the circle. We need revival. We need a reviving of God's people. When we're closing the doors on our Sunday night services and our Wednesday night services, we need revival. When Christian colleges are allowing dances on campus, we need a revival. When, when our churches are, are, are getting darker and darker and having smoke machines and in and, 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 and a, and a nightclub atmosphere, we need revival. 
when when pornography has become a multi-billion dollar industry, we need revival. When over 50% of our marriages are ending in divorce, we need a revival. But what will it look like? What will revival do? What, what, what did it look like in Josiah's times? I think we see here characteristics of revival. How do we tell if we'll have a revival? I call this the sounds of revival. The first sound was the repairing of the temple. The Bible says in verse 8, In the eighteenth year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, and Messiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Jehoaz, the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. And when they came to Hilkiah the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites had kept the doors had gathered of the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim, and all the remnant of Israel, and of all Judah and Benjamin, and they returned to Jerusalem. And they put it in the hand of the workmen that had the oversight of the house of the Lord and gave it to the workmen that wrought in the house of the Lord to repair and amend the house. The place, the temple was the place of sacrifice. It was a place of worship. It was a place of fellowship and it had been neglected and ignored for years, decades. Revival began when the temple was being repaired. Now that there is no temple today, a worth a temple of the Holy Spirit, the gathering place though is the church of God. And there's no revival if the church doesn't have its rightful place. There's no revival while the church house is being neglected. There's no revival while the church is being ignored. There's no revival when the church is insignificant. The church is the place of proclaiming the word of God. The church is the place of fellowship of God's people. The church is the place of the singing of the songs of God. The church is the place of where, where there's public invitations and decisions made for Christ. The church is the place of service for the people of God. My friend, Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. We need to revival. If revival is going to come, my friend, it'll come because we get back uh, where our lives revolve around the church and not where the church revolves around our life. I'm not talking, I'm not opposed to Bible studies or camps or retreats or seminars and certainly, obviously, not opposed to radio or TV, but none of those things will replace the church. Church is more important than a ball game. Church is more important than the outing. Church is more important than kids going to bed early. Church is more important than making money. Church is more important than, 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 than the sports league. The first step to revival, the first sound of the revival is the repairing of the temple, the church getting put in its rightful place. Then secondly, the idols were destroyed. We read about that earlier. He went through and destroyed the idols of Baal and, and, and ground them to powder and strewed them on the graves of those who worshiped there. What's an idol? A wood and stone? I don't have any idols. No, no, no. An idol is anything that'll take the place of God in your life. Anything that takes the place of God in my life is an idol. It can be sports. It can be work. It can be money. It can be pleasure. It can be my yard. It can be my house. It can be a car. Anything that controls you, you don't control it. Television. Computers smartphones, hobbies, music, pornography. It's an idol that needs to be destroyed, not put away, destroyed. Elijah stood on Mount Carmel and he said, listen, if God be God, then serve him. But if Baal be God, then serve him. But you can't serve both. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. That's what Joshua said. Who is on the Lord's side? That's what Moses said. You can't be on both sides. Years ago, I had a fellow in the church and He'd grown so much, got, got saved, got, and began to, life began to change, and he wanted to go out witnessing, and he came on a Saturday morning, and man, he had a, a shirt and a tie on and a suit coat, and, and man, he just looked great, had a haircut, and he still had an earring in his ear. 
we went out witnessing that day and we got back and he said is there anything anything that you see anything i can do and i said there's one thing he said what's that i said everything about you screams your new life in christ your your haircut your suit your tie everything looks different except the earring in your ear and he reached up and yanked that thing out just that quick he said you'll never see that again you see he says i want to be identified with whose side i'm on I don't want to be any mixed signals. I want everybody to know whose side I'm on. You can't serve God in idols. You can't serve God in self. You can't serve God in pleasure. You can't serve God in this world. If the idols were there, they're never going to return to the house of God. But when you get back to the house of God, you must give up and destroy the idols out of your life. So the sound of revival, the temple being repaired, the church being put in its rightful place, the idols being destroyed out of our lives, the scriptures were read. They found a book. You read it in verses 14 through 19. They found a book in the house of God. It was the word of God that had been neglected for decades. And when Josiah read it, he tore his clothes and he said, the wrath of God is upon us. We haven't obeyed his word. We haven't obeyed his book clearing out the rubbish and they found the word of God and revival comes when we clear the rubbish and the worldliness and idolatry out of our life and we get back to the Bible the revival is really a re-bible re-bibled churches are filled with entertainment and concerts and dramas and performances but my friend what we need is the word of God we need the Bible we don't need more entertainment we need the Bible we don't need more cantatas we need the Bible we don't need more support groups we need the Bible we don't need more seeker friendly we need the Bible we're so ignorant of the word of God today we're ignorant of the Bible I can look at your Bible and I can tell you what kind of Christian you are Someone said that a Bible who's, that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. That's true. The word of the, the house of God being repaired, the idols being destroyed, the scriptures being read. Number four, prayer being offered. Verse 21 says, they inquired of the Lord. As he rent his clothes and he tore his clothes, he cried out to God. He realizes disobedience. Oh, my friend, when there's revival, there's going to be Prayer. Prayer. You can have revival without singing and you might have revival without preaching and you can have revival without great crowds, but you'll never have revival without prayer. There's so little prayer. There's so little moving of God. There's so little conviction of sin. There's so little conversions. We have not because we ask not. And that's because there's so little prayer. It was Abraham who prayed and Lot was spared out of Sodom. It was Moses who prayed and God spared the whole nation of Israel. It was Joshua who prayed and the sun stood still. It was Elijah who prayed and the fire fell from heaven. It was Daniel who prayed and got delivered from the lion's den. Oh, call unto me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things I'll know it's not. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land prayer was offered the house of god was repaired the idols were destroyed the scriptures are read prayer is offered and the passover was kept they had not observed the passover years and years and and lost that wonderful reminder of how they were delivered out of the land of egypt by the blood of the lamb the lamb shed and the blood applied to the doorpost that, that, how, how often we get away from our churches, we're talking where we don't lift up the Lamb of God. 
crucified on the cross for us. His blood shed for you and for me. The judgment of God on sin fell on Jesus, not on us. Have you applied the blood of Jesus Christ to the doorposts of your heart? Have you received him as your Savior? That's what the songwriter meant when he wrote the song, When I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. When you receive Christ as your Savior, and you accept the fact he died on the cross for your sin, that the blood he shed there is the blood that can take away your sin, then God looks down and he sees you clean because the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, has cleansed you from all sin. Have you trusted him as your Savior today? Have you trusted him as your Savior to forgive your sin and give you the gift of eternal life? Oh, I wouldn't. I would start. Listen, don't miss the Passover. Don't miss and remind yourself that Jesus died for me, that God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He was buried, and he rose again the third day. He's not a dead Savior. He's a living Savior. And the Bible says he's able to save all those that come unto God by him. That's revival, my friend. Folks will be coming to receive Christ as their Savior. What's revival going to look like? Revival means the house of God's going to be repaired. People are going to get back to church. That's going to be a priority. The idols are going to be destroyed out of their life. The scriptures are going to be read. They're going to they're going to want to live in the Bible. Prayer is going to be offered. We're going to be a praying people, and the Passover will be kept. Let's have revival. I pray we will. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. And until tomorrow, this is Brother Slayball reminding you, be good to everyone because everyone's having a tough time. Thank you for listening today. If this broadcast was an encouragement to you, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us by email at pastor at bbcgrovecity.org, or you can call us at area code 614-875-2190. We invite you to visit us at the Bible Baptist Church at 2758 Home Road in Grove City, Ohio. Our service times are Sunday morning at 930 for Sunday school and 1030 for the morning worship service. We meet back together at 5.30 for our evening service and on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We also host the Bridge to Recovery Ministry, a faith-based recovery program bringing transformation to hurting people and our community. We meet every Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. You can find more information at our website about this and other ministries of Bible Baptist Church at bbcgrowcity.org. We hope that today these were truly words to encourage. Words to Encourage is paid for by the generous members and supporters of the Bible Baptist Church in Grove City, Ohio. The joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile.